The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Today is the 28th of July, 2018, and believe it or not, I haven't done this in a dog's age. This is my third podcast today. We had Chris Vaccio on this morning, we had Gareth Denier on, and we got our pal Douglas Graham coming in shortly. Um, You know something? When you love doing things, it doesn't matter, man. It's just there's so much to talk about and so much to teach out there. Um, as I always do, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Because the feed that most people give to themselves has got to be some of the most negative, destructive behavior that if someone looked at your brain at the time, they'd wonder what was going on. We are going to be talking more and more about this. I do on the solo shows, and I'm sure Douglas and I will hit a few notes tonight on it because down the road you're going to see some awesome information, and Douglas is part of this information. Um, I'm not going to get into it too much, but we are creating a network here that is going to be unstoppable. And um, you're going to see it all. It's all coming alive as we speak. Anyways, the uh, podcast is just exploding. And all the things you think about do come to you. And this has been two weeks of just like fire ignition. I mean, it's fabulous. So stay tuned with us. Also, too, go out to um, motor, no, FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Uh, Winners and Champions, Inc., that's our premier product, 14 modules that you can do for the rest of your life. We do them all here. We've been doing them for 15 years. It's a lifelong project, reasonably priced, and there will be more down the road. Also, we talk about Prosperity Consciousness page on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. It's an investment, $25.50 or $100. It goes to my PayPal account, and believe me, it gets invested back into the business. As everyone knows, I'm out working every day now. Um, I want this thing to succeed like nothing you've ever seen before. Um, and it is, and it will, and it will be bigger than life, believe me. This is something that is just exploding, exploding, exploding. Whether you see it or not, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And there is some big, big stuff brewing all the time. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Look at all the shows Douglas and I have done. We're going to be doing many, many more in the future. Believe me, many more like everybody. Um, also, uh, sign up for our free no- newsletter on motivationmuscle.com. Um, I know I've been very lax in it, but believe me, when I put out content, you know what I do. You'll get tons of stuff. Also, too, um, investment again. Um, advertising. 
Uh, Douglas did a beautiful job. It's on the homepage of MotivationMuscle.com. And he and I talked about this very extensively. It was reworded. And I think it's much more powerful. And I had him uh, put in my phone number, my cell number. Why? Tired of email. Tired of texting. I'm going to bring back, if nobody else is going to, we're going to learn how to verbalize again. And when you go into business with people, especially with their product and their brand, and the same with me, um, it's a it's a show of respect. At least that's the way I see it. That's the way my pop taught me. Um, so you come on in here. I want to talk to you. And we'll do some magnificent things together, believe me, for the next 30 years. I'm telling you right now. And also, too, Douglas and I were just talking about it, and he was, you know, bouncing this off me. Um, we will put in, you come and advertise with me, you'll get to come on and do a show with me on motivation and muscle, and our rate of growth is just bigger and bigger. So come on in, uh, invest in us for the next 30 years, I promise you, you will sell product, and you will help somebody among a lot of people that really care about what they do, mean what they say, all right? Um, and, and last but not least, uh, go out to Fiorella Barbell Company. Real men, real strength, real power. That's our YouTube channel. Um, check that all out. And then, obviously, everyone knows Gareth Denyer, who's associated with M&M for about three years now. Well, he owns HCP Barbell, and it's based in Texas, all right? And... He's graduated uh, over 100 Division One football players alone out of his gym. This guy is phenomenal, and he's a pillar, man. He's a pillar of power to me. Uh, today on the show, it's called him the great Gareth Denyer. Well, besides the gym and all the online stuff he's been doing over the years, he's decided now to bring out the online to the masses. And this guy knows nutrition and everything. And the thing that I got to stress about um, Gareth is this. Each one is an individual, the way they set these programs up. It's not a cookie-cutter-based company. It's not an assembly line program. You come and talk to Gareth, whether you come in his facility or you talk to him by phone or Skype, I guarantee you you'll be amazed. I, I, I back him 100%, and I wouldn't do that with many people. As he said to me the other day, he's very involved, Douglas Graham is, and I can't give the other gentleman's name, but we're putting together something that is going to blow your mind, and it's going to be for a long, long time. Um, the ideas are just flowing, and I love all this stuff. So you can get, get a hold of Gareth at hcpbarbell.com. Hit slash contact. You get him that way, or you can get him on any social media. You can get him on Facebook. Outstanding guy, and I'm telling you right now, you'll love what he can do with you. I said with you, not for you, with you, because you've got to commit to. So check that out. Um, as I said, we've got our brother Douglas Graham on here, and I want to give you a little information on this gentleman before I bring him in. Um, let's see. Did I? Okay, I got it right here. Number one, he's an expert in kettlebells, maces, clubs, and powerlifting. And obviously, if you're a friend of his on Facebook, um, this guy is lifting some phenomenal stones. And today's show, 
among many things, I'm sure, is going to be about stone lifting because we've never talked to Douglas about this. Um, it seems to have he seems to have been bitten by the bug, which is a great bug. And uh, we'll ask him about his aspirations with stone lifting. I'm sure the mental end um, and many other aspects of this. But Douglas, welcome back, brother. You know it's always an honor. It's been way too long, but like Chris Vaccio and everybody, you know, we're catching up. We're getting everybody back in among many new people. And two things I want to say before Douglas comes in. Big, big show Monday morning. Wait to hear this because I'll have this show up. Well, it'll probably be Tuesday, but I'm going to try because I've got to get Chris's up tomorrow. And then I've got to get Garris. But we'll see what we can do, obviously. And then um, next Sunday, um, I'm not going to say much more in this, but motivation and muscle is going to be somewhere very, very big with a lot of powerful people. And the gentleman that is going to be running the camera and the mic, uh, you all know him, and I'm not going to go any further than that, but I would not put Eminem in the hands of any just anybody. Um, this person I trust um, because there's an awful lot riding on motivation muscle. We don't want anything other than the true test of truth, and this gentleman is totally it. And I would not allow anybody to represent myself or the show if I didn't have complete trust in them. So waiting to see what this is going to be. So we've got some massive things. Douglas, welcome back, brother. You know it's always an honor. Um, any information, obviously, I want you to give your website, um, anything that's coming up, and we're going to get started on stone training. It's a pleasure to be back, Eric. It's been a while. Yep. But, you know, we're always in contact, throwing yep. things back and forward, so that's always good. But, yep. no, it's nice to be back on the show and have a chat, especially about uh, today's topic. I know you've had a, a long day <laughs> yep. so far with your three podcasts, so we'll make it concise. I'll try not to ramble on too much. And Don't, worry like 12, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. About 12 a.m. here as well, so. Yeah. Let's do this thing. Okay. Let's do this thing. Well, Obviously, you work with one of the, you've worked with him, and you are going to be working with him again. Is Martin Janzix, and let's let's be honest, he's one of the greatest stone lifters I've ever seen. Um, and you've had the opportunity, obviously, to meet him face to face, work with him, and I can't wait to meet up with him. Um, and you know, anybody that has been following you through Facebook has seen you in the last year getting into the stone lifting, which I couldn't be happier for you. Um, but tell me this, what influenced you basically to start stone lifting? I mean, um, you know, I, look, I talk about Steve Jack. Obviously, if I didn't see that film of him in Husafel, I, I, I don't know if I ever would have started stone lifting. I really don't. I got to be honest. Um, but that influenced me in a way that not many things do. And to think I've been to Iceland twice, I mean, that's somebody that had some real persuasion with you. And, and I'll, I'll say this, too, and I want to go right to you. I know how big the stones are getting. You know, we're part of this whole mechanism, this machine. But my opinion is, I've said this to Bill Crawford, I think, really, that Steve Jack started this whole thing on fire. Of course, Scotland with the Denny's, there's pockets all over. But I do believe that Steve started the whole thing because, I mean, Bill 
was friends with Steve for years. And how I many Bill's probably been over Iceland at least four or five times. That's my point. But go ahead, take it away. What was there one person, something that influenced you? What made you want to get into stone lifting, Douglas? Well, I'm uh, made in Scotland, Eric, so it's in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's deep rooted in our history. Um, you mentioned Steve Jack there. Yeah, uh, he was he was a big influence. His uh, the Pen Slab documentary yep. was. Yep was was phenomenal and uh, just watching his journey and and what he, and all his uh, presentations he would do with stones were really inspiring to me like mm-hmm. it caught me on a mental level not just a physical level yep uh, so he you know was a big influence for sure what got me into it uh, most recently or back into it well into stone lifting full stop um, although there's a slightly deeper rooted history which I'll explain briefly <clears throat> but it was uh you your show and etched in stone oh thanks that basically reconnected me with that side of the uh, physical culture mm-hmm. you know which has been a big thing in my life for a, for many many years many many years um so yeah really a debt of gratitude for that you know i've met guys like martin because of it and etched in stone on facebook is just a phenomenal forum for all this stuff. The premier forum that I can see from my research for people that are into this type of thing to get together and and uh, share and talk about it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's that's uh, definitely right yeah. up there. Well, etched in stone for anybody that hasn't uh, seen it, you should. Um, and it's exploding more and more every day. I don't see any slowdown with it at all because. You know, we did a show the other day, Legend and Longevity. It was a complete surprise. We had Jack Shanks on. Stevie was scheduled to come on to think that, I don't know if Stevie uh, set it up that way or what, but regardless. And I talked to Stevie again the other night. And the growth of stone lifting in Scotland, and I think around the world now, is just phenomenal. I mean... I think he said there's at least 36 people entered in this year. Um, and this year, too, they have the Ard Blair Stones, which is Charlie Oliphant, our good pal. And obviously, Martin, our pal, is going to be doing an Inver demonstration. Um, who better? So, I mean, you can see what's happening here. And, Douglas, what do you – I mean, you're in Scotland. You know, you're in the thick of everything. I mean, you know these guys. You've seen phenomenal stone lifting. What, what do you think is the driving force now? Why is it starting to become something that basically was in the back of the woods, so to speak, but now it's coming out to the forefront more and more? What do you think is uh, what's causing that? Well, there's a few elements to it for sure. Um, stones are one of the most, most ancient training modalities on earth. Yep. Uh, the growth in Scotland is, is not a surprise. Um, and as far as individuals, there are some people like yourself, um, Stevie, yep. Charlie, uh, that are really helping it to grow as well because they're pushing, 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 they're driving and, and, and it's just starting to happen. You know, these companies from America are now making all these documentaries yep. and it's really setting a fire under it. You know, something I find, I think, quite interesting dynamically is we've got the rise of the Dinny Stones, which yeah. are this type of monster challenge and then you know that's like the big one the whole 
challenge, um, which we can talk about later. As you know, sure. as you know, I'm going to lift them next year. Yes, I um, do. And yep. then what you've got beside that, and that's what's going to be so good about this uh, gathering thing that they've arranged, is the, the Ard Blair Stones with Charlie, mm-hmm. because now stone lifting is publicly accessible to everyone. You don't just have to watch monsters doing it. You can have a crack at it yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that dynamic is is really good for the growth of stone lifting, that, that those two, and especially the, the guys behind it and driving it because they're relentless and they'll just keep going and they're passionate. You know, yeah. they've got everything, everything that you need to make this a success. Without a doubt, I mean... Part of it, yeah. but it's the one of the, it's one of the oldest training modalities when it comes down to it, Eric. Everyone can be drawn to lifting a stone. You know, back in the day when they were a child and they lifted a stone up to see if there was a crab under it. You know, <laughs> yep. It's, yep. it's an it's in our our DNA essentially. You know, it's like even from that early age, there's a certain physicality and maybe even excitement and stuff like that connected with stones. And just generally, as human beings connected to nature, that we're generally now disconnected from, which is another good thing about stones. Um, but it's, an, it's just it's ancient, it's raw, and it's accessible to everybody, and it's free. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'll What's, tell you. Go ahead. What, what I was going to say is that my gym, Origin Arts, was uh, yeah, is is kind of stones fit perfectly into it because when I first conceptualized it many moons ago when I was just teaching martial arts it was origin martial arts and okay. the description yep. Yep. I could probably find it in my book but I can paraphrase was basically teaching martial arts as they were originally intended mm-hmm. as you know obviously combative art for for the time and what it was meant to do which was to help you shape and sculpt and live a better life but obviously years later i expanded that into the just all-round movement that martial arts opened me up to and that's where we got origin art so it's things like stone lifting and maces and stuff like that are ancient or original training modalities and stone lifting you know is one of the the oldest except for maybe maybe running but (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah it's just it's, it's original and anyone can connect to it. So that's you know, that's so easy. So I'm so glad to see it rising, and we're just going to keep uh, keep driving all the kind of older strength uh, modalities. I'm very yeah. much behind that. I mean, as far as my inspirations go, I'm from Scotland, so Highland Games yep. were a regular thing. In fact, in my hometown, we had the Kill Highland Gathering that at one point was one of the biggest in the world, never mind Scotland. And you had guys like Sigmarsum and I was a sure. guy that coming to compete yep. in these games. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, it all kind of went downhill and the council sort of ruined it, but that's another story. But yeah, so even at a young age, I remember getting the signatures of these guys and watching them. And, oh, phenomenal. So yeah. I've always been a strongman fan. Yep. Um, yeah, I think, you know, well, it's, it's always been there. No, without a doubt, it's DNA. There's no doubt about it. Um, let me ask you this now. Obviously, you're getting into bigger and bigger stones. You know, we know your influences, how much you enjoy it, and you mentioned that you want to go next year to the gathering and get your name in history too and lift the dinnies. Um, at this point, 
you know, it'll be a year away, August 5th, as long as they run at the same date, but we know it'll be in August. Between now and next year, 2019, give us some of your goals, if you've got a lot of them, or just tell me how you see the travel, and by that I mean, obviously, the physical the mental, and the spiritual. What are you going to have to do in your mind's eye to succeed with this daunting lift? Because anybody that knows anything about these two stones, um, they are incredibly big and heavy, and it's not a conventional lift where you get in front of it and pick it up, bear hug it, and run. I mean, obviously you can pick up one stone with both hands on the ring, but I'm talking about the process is much different. So what do you feel, Douglas, in the next 12 months you've got to do to get there, succeed, and uh, think about the next thing you want to do? Consistency uh, in my technique building, my physical and mental technique, um, it's about consistency. Mm-hmm. See, um, you know, the end goal is just simply a product of what I do between now and then. Uh, so I'm not really focusing too much on the end goal. I'm just focused. I know that seems backward to what most people advise, but I suppose you could call it reverse engineering. I um, agree. Yep. I know the, the, the simple fact of the matter is, Eric, I know I can do it one way or the other. Yep. Uh, you know, without the straps and stuff like that, as long as I'm consistent in my training. You know, and also thanks to your show, you know, we've got access to some really good information when it comes to training to lift not just the dinnies, but anything. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's that, and let's say that the building the technique, it's about the journey, right? So, yeah. like, Jack Shanks, right? This is a reference I wanted to make. One little thing, it's, you know, it was amazing what he did lifting the dinnies. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was good that it kind of got publicized and all that sort of stuff, and we were able to access that, and, it, you know, it really helped to, to bring these things to the forefront again. Um, but for me, some of the information I found out about what he did and how he thought, especially in that last show. Oh, yeah. Uh, what he did and how he thought to yep. get there. You know, yep. that's the important stuff. Yeah. It's like the, the grip, which I just have dubbed the Shanks grip. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. As maybe they already call it that. I don't know. But I, ha- I happened to, when I was at one of the IAW, I, I, IAWA, um, strength meets i happened to slide over when stevie was giving someone some advice on the rings and a grip and uh, so i i was there and i got to see it and mm-hmm. I, it basically invented a new way to hold the rings you know mm-hmm. like they would like to say necessity is the mother of all invention yep so he up with this new grip and i've heard that and although the actual grip itself i'm not keen on um I don't want to give too much away. It's not my place to talk about it. But although I'm not, you know, I've adapted it essentially to something else because um, it's extremely good. I hadn't, I had intended in talking about this, but now that I'm, uh, I'm talking about it, I don't really think it's my place to talk about the grip. Okay. But the, well, point, right. the point is, what he came up with, yeah, was was brilliant. It was innovative and. That, for me, was the great thing about what these guys did. And I hope to do stuff like that myself on my journey. Yeah. You know, that can then be passed on to other people, which then they can take and go, all right, okay, I I like that, and I can do this with it. 
I think that's really important uh, rather than the lift itself. That for me is, is, is where my mind's at with it, is really focusing on focusing hard on consistency. Oh, I, develop, I agree, yeah. Developing my technique. Because uh, I, I, oh no, I didn't speak to you before we come on here, but I've got something in mind as well yep. for hopefully making my lift a bit more special. Okay. I'll speak to you about that afterwards. Okay, yep, yep. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's the consistency, my friend. It's always consistency. What do you say? Repetition, repetition. repetition. <laughs> Good old Frank Klein. I'll tell you, um, from that show too, I mean, you know, I had – you really quizzed him about so many things. I mean, to think this is when you said, and I said it too, he was so far ahead of his time. I mean, think about it. He asked another police officer where the town was to go and measure the stones. So he ended up building his own shank stones that are at his house. You know, the effort went in, yeah. you know. Yeah, to, absolutely. To it. It's just, it was, it's inspirational, you know. Absol- yeah. There was, and no, there was no doubt. And if you listen to that show, you hear him say, by the time I got there, you know. Yeah. Uh, apart from the media pressure thing, working on him mentally, uh, he, you know, he was ready to lift those things. He knew he could lift them. Absolutely. And, you know, you know, we were talking about visualization back in the 70s before, you know, you hear it all now. But my point of the matter is, here's a man that, you know, was not a 300-plus pound guy, all right? He was not a big man, but he was stronger than dirt, and he had a mental capacity that most people can't even touch. And it was very interesting when I said to him, what do you think really was the biggest thing as far as your grip went? What movement, what were you doing? He said, and he didn't even hesitate, one-arm deadlift with a dumbbell. No hesitation at all. And, um, you know, as Charlie and everybody said, you know, we feel when we listen at that, probably nobody even asked a lot of these questions of Jack. And, and, and the best piece of the show, I think, besides all of it, was that near the end when I asked him who his heroes were. And that's what Charlie said. He goes, I've never heard anybody even bring a question up like that to him. Look, you go out and read a lot of things about Jack and you can probably maybe grab something different and everything. But I wanted to do something that was a little different, that maybe give you even more insight to the personal side of Jack. Who did he like when, you know, who was lifting at that time? I mean, I know one of the names right now, but I'm not going to say it because I want you to go out and listen to the show. But, you know, Douglas, you know, especially what you want to do, what I want to do, and to think Jack's 83 years old, he looks vibrant as hell, and when you hear him talk, he sounds like a man 25 years younger to me. Um, and that would give any of us the initiative and the drive to go out and match up with him or exceed him. Um, and that's no disrespect to him either because Jack would, I'm sure, tell you that, you know, I want to see you succeed with this or something even better. Um, and Stevie... Stevie's one of the nicest people I've never shook hands with. Um, like yourself, like Charlie, like Martin, like so many others, you know, like a Carmen Caputo, any of these people. Um, you know, you said it a few minutes back. You want to help people. You want to see them succeed and better themselves. Now, when you aren't wrestling around with your ego and you can talk like that, you're going to have success everywhere you go. And that will be my next question to you. 
you and I definitely are maniacs with uh, the mental end of everything. I don't care if it's a year away or one week away. What's your mental approach? I know you know you can do it, but there's more to it. What is your mental approach right now as far as next August? A mental approach right now? Yeah. That's the, well, that's uh, as far as next August, like I said to you, I'm not. Right. I understand. On, on, on next August, but my mental approach right now is uh, as far as my training goes, yeah. certainly. Is not a stop start approach, but I'm looking for a more balanced approach. Yep. Because uh, I'm I'm kind of documenting everything nice. as I go along with nice. my training and yep. what I'm adapting and where I'm going. Because I don't, you know, there's other things I'm training for as well. Yeah. The, one of the issues for me is obviously I run my own gym. I'm constantly training other people, yep. so I have to fit it in with that as well. So it's uh, taking some interesting evolution. And the training. So my mindset is, like I say, it's going to, I want to be quite uh, innovative with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I want to be innovative with it, which I have to be because the, the same sort of consistency as far as volume of lifting is not available to me. Gotcha, uh, yeah. So for, in, for instance, with my first session, I went at it mentally very heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and physically, very heavily. And then I had to take some time off to do maintenance because sure. between everything else, it was starting to take its toll on my body, just the, the physicality of it all. So I had to stop for about a month, and I just worked on some issues in my body. Nothing too serious, you know, but I can feel these things starting long before, you know, the average person can because it's, well, what I do. Yeah, you know, yep. But, with my body so when something starts to go at a very early stage you know I feel it and I'm I'm on it um, so I took some time out to really work out those issues and get my head around them so that I can maintain them as I go along because I don't want to break and uh, as no, people no, may no. have noticed if they've seen me online I'm not the biggest guy <laughs> I'm pretty small uh, so lifting monster stones is, is a as a as a big ordeal for me. <laughs> yeah, but it, but but it's it can be done. I mean, you know, and oh, I know. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, when you were talking about uh, guys be get, being inspirational and you know helping each other out and stuff like that. You know, yep. what essentially inspired me specifically for the Dinnies was a man called Jim Splain. Sure, awesome guy. Yeah, yeah. and I just I saw these pictures of this guy, and I'm like. I actually said this to him when I messaged him because I messaged him, obviously. And I remember looking at the picture uh, and saying, this guy looks about my size. Yeah. And I said that, actually, I said that to Jim and Jim had said, because he'd seen me doing some stuff on Etched in Stone, he's like, I said the same thing about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And, so, and, yeah. But he was good and he, you know, the, do you know what? The one piece of advice he gave me, which is all I needed at that point, was take your time. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and which was exactly what I needed because at that point, uh, I had just been going kind of hell for leather. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Let's get these lifted by the end of the year. But realistically, like I say, in my situation, I'm not saying I couldn't do it in a different situation, but in mine, not going to happen. So I'll take my time. Yep. And uh, like I say, hopefully this little added twist that I'm going for uh, as well. 
and we'll see where it goes. So, you know, having guys like that, just oh, in, oh yeah, those little tiny little nuggets of information or advice from people like that. You know, Jim Splane was nine stone or something when oh you yeah know, yeah when he left in the Denny's and then Jack Shanks came over and he did it and then unassisted and then you know. Jim Splane and all that started doing it unassisted and he's lifted them over 70 times. Jim Splane. That, I mean, <laughs> think about that. He didn't that. just do yeah. it once. He did, yeah. he, did, he did it for breakfast. <laughs> yep. Well, he, he's a class so, act. There's no doubt about it. But let me ask you this, too. And uh-huh. I'm sure you have discovered some things. Now, that's what I like about Charlie, too. Charlie definitely had some weaknesses. You know, Andrew Carney pretty much wrote him some material. Um, You know, Charlie checked in with him if they had to alter something. I mean, Charlie's big weakness, it seemed, was his upper back. And that seemed to be a problem. And that was going to give him a lot of problems with stone lifting. But being at the time last year, he had to shore that stuff all up. And if you've been following Charlie's career in the last year, my God, yeah. this guy's lifting everything. I mean everything, all right? And he also oh, yeah. co- he also coached uh, Liam and Mark, too. Um, and they're part of, obviously, the Ard Blair Stones. What do you feel at this point that you've got to shore up, Douglas, um, to really – you know, we know about the mental end. We know we don't worry a year from now, all right? But in your mind right now, where do you feel body part-wise, if any, where do you feel you need to shore it up and make it stronger and bigger? Well, right now I'm all about grip. Okay. Um, yep. but, but, you know, one thing that I'm doing, like I say, from the mental aspect, is I'm not just doing grip work. Mm-hmm. It's, a bit, it's a bit more specific than that. It's the way I'm gripping is mm-hmm. quite specific. So mm-hmm. I'm applying that grip to everything I'm doing. I'm not doing, shall we say, specific grip work. Gotcha. I'm just work, just working on doing this to, you know, to really work and improve that abductor in the thumb and abductor pelliscus, I think it's called, in the thumb. I'll say that much. So I'm really, really working on that just now. That's as far huge. As my grip goes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got a tip from a, a grips champion maybe a year, year and a half ago as well. And it's kind of things have fallen into place now. And that tip that he gave me for closing yep. uh, the captains of crush drippers. Yep. Ties in beautifully with this, this new, new thing I'm working with. So, uh, yeah, the grip is a big focus just now, but it's, it's encompassed in all the other training. Yep. You know, so yep. the thumb people will listen to, the Jack Shanks podcast. Yep. I've incorporated one of the tips he gave in that as well. Yep. In fact, I filed the video over to you. Yep. Well, also, I'm not neglecting the the general stone lifting because I love that, and I'm, what I'm doing is I'm also using that as well. So I've sent you that video, and you saw yep. the way that I'm using yep. dumbbells. Yep. It's kinds of crazy stuff, but it fits and it really works. Like I was actually surprised at how well the dumbbell thing is is working. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, well, Bill Hinburn, when he was on here for quite a while, I remember we were talking about grip, you know, and he said, and I and I agree with him totally because you brought it up, the thumb, 
The thumb's usually the weak point. You know, everybody wants to at least pull it off the floor like an inch dumbbell. Uh, obviously, you got to have a gripper or it'll slide around in your hand, twist. But when you have a thumb that you can lock, you're going to usually pick it up. And one of the things I do every workout is I use Titan's Telegraph. I don't know if they still make that in um, Iron Mind. Um, and you can work all your fingers individually or you can um, work them as a whole. And um, I'm telling you right now, if you want to lift stones or anything big, you better damn well have a big, thick, meaty thumb. Because I'm going to tell you right now, that could be the make or break of your lift. And um, yeah, and you, you and I both know it'd be a shame yeah. to go somewhere. And because your fingers weren't strong enough, especially your thumb, you couldn't pull that ring. And, and to me, look, if you're doing with straps, that's your gig. But if you're going to go there, you lift that uh, damn – yeah, you go raw. You lift that ring raw. Absolutely. So um, – Go ahead. It's, yeah, it's the, the, the grip's essential. I mean, for as far as me lifting the dinnies, I know I can train the rest of my body to get those things off the ground right, easy. Right, right, I know right. I can. Well, I, I say easy, but with consistency, you know, uh, it's not the it's not the 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 goal that's the hard part. It's sticking to the goal that's the hard part. You know, so I know I can train the rest of my body, no problem. But I know just purely because of my size and my structure. Yeah. Like, and uh, the grip is is a really, really big thing for me. And I, I actually enjoy grip because I'm from a judo background. Sure. You know, gripping people. And when I was a doorman, there was nothing like that dude that thought you were small. And then when you laid your hand on him and he realized that he was going nowhere. Because your grip well, that's like, the whole, yeah, that's the whole thing. So I'm yep. looking to bring that back, but way, 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 way stronger. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. My hands are showing... Uh, they tell the tale currently, you know. Well, people don't realize that with a strong grip, you can disable anybody. Oh, absolutely. If you know the points to press and you know how to do it, they will follow you right out the door and you leave them out there. Um, well, I want to ask you this, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 well, I've got some people, too. Who do you like in the world of grip? Uh, is there anybody that sticks out to you that you've researched, you've maybe uh, used some of their technique but built your own off it? Is there anybody out there that you could say that you would say, well, that's somebody I really respect and um, <laughs> I've emulated some of their stuff? Is who, is there anybody that uh, you could say, Douglas? Uh, you're gonna, well, you're probably going to love and hate this answer. Um the, there's one that springs to mind first every single time, right? Yeah. But, you know, as far as far as the grip world, really, Facebook is my only exposure. Sure. Uh, you know, I take lots of things in, especially over social media and through when I follow a little rabbit hole or something. But generally, I always kind of stay, you know, within my own lane yeah. and do my thing. So yeah. I don't really go into these things in detail. Who's the Jerome Bloom, I know of. He's excellent. I know he went, he's making his way back. Okay. Uh, Adam Bushway. Uh, yep. To be honest, if I, if I call out and it start call, calling out names, they're just the first two recently that okay. I've kind of seen. Okay. Uh, but there's loads of great guys. I mean, there is. To pick one, really, for me, uh, being as uneducated in the world of grip that I am, would, would be, I, I, I wouldn't do it justice. So I wouldn't say there was one particular one. But, the, well, there is. But he's not in the grip world. When I used to work on a building site, and actually, 
uh, I worked with this guy, and then his son came to train with me, who is now like a brother to me now that sure. he's grown up. Sure. You know, I, I trained him in martial arts and in, in physical training. He's a monster now, you know. Yep. But his dad, one day, we were doing scaffolding, right? And we were taking the scaffolding down, and it was one of the old school, really thick, you know, 10, 12 foot planks or whatever mm-hmm. it was, like two inches thick and like a foot, foot and a half wide. Really, maybe not a foot and a half, say a foot wide yeah. uh, scaffolding plank, and we were taking it down. We were quite high up. Well, we were high up when we talked to you of four, I think. And the plank slipped. Right? Yeah, it slipped and it was going to fall and it was just going to take out a bunch of stuff below us. With one hand, keep, keep in mind he's balancing on a scaffold. He's got one hand on the scaffold beside him, so his left hand is reaching out yep. and holding on the scaffold and beside him and he's standing on a scaffolding pole. <laughs> and with that one hand, he caught the end wow. of the scaffolding board in a pinch grip and held it as it swung. And I, I'll never forget Big Jim. He's not very big, by the way. He's a skinny dude, big yeah. moustache. Again, yeah. one of the more impressive things about it. And he stood there with this thing swinging, swinging. And I'm standing across from him with <laughs> my, jaw, my, my jaw swinging. And he just looks at me. I'll never forget it. He's like, Douglas, do you want to fucking help me with this? And I snapped out of it. Yeah, and, I yeah, yeah. And, I, and I said to him, I was like, that is, and it still is, well, you know, there's more impressive out there. I know there is, but it was just who it was, how it happened. Um, the most impressive piece of grip work I've ever seen. And he goes, that all oh, right, I okay, whatever you say. Yeah, he <laughs> didn't say, like, right, oh, it's right. an everyday thing. But to, to watch this, especially in the situation where he was, his build, you know, and watch him catch that big plank like that and just hold it in the air while it swung back and forth in his hand as well which sure. is like phenomenal so it was an everyday man yeah but there's my most impressive yeah but there's a lot of everyday laborers out there that those guys are just fierce man and yeah. they yeah i mean think about it you're running like uh anything in construction i mean we always say repetition repetition well just think you're doing that for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. Um, you know, we always call them, you get, end up having ham hands. They're so damn big and powerful. Um, and and that's what labor used to be. I mean, labor is not, It's well, I can tell you the United States, unfortunately, um, they're having a hell of a time even trying to find people that want to do that anymore. Everybody wants to do the techie stuff or whatever. Um you and I have talked about this offline many times. Um, it's not always 100% or even 90% or 80%, but my feeling is laboring outside through all the environments, wherever you are, um, getting that fresh air in you, lifting things that are heavier than they normally would be to you, having to build your body to compensate for all these things that you're running into every day, you know, whether you're lifting steel in a steel factory or, you know, you're running drills all day or whatever, the body is going to have to become bigger and stronger to be able to handle that type of load. And as it gets bigger, and I've always felt, you know, you see laborers, you see people that do blacktop. These guys are strong and very, very street powerful. 
Um, in a weight room, I don't know what they could or couldn't do, but I'll tell you right now, as Dr. Ken used to say, even though he talked about it mainly with lifting, these guys are walking strong, man. Um, they are. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. It's, well, again, it's back to kind of that real connective strength. They're doing yeah. something yep. <laughs> constructive with it, you know, even just to, to lift in a natural stone. Now, I've got nothing against barbells, Eric. My bread and butter, essentially, sure. was sure. barbells when sure. I was 13 and training judo. Yep. My first ever workout session was with an ex-champion powerlifter, yep. John. I forget his second name. Um you know, I'll never forget walking out of there feeling that my arms wanted to float away up into the air, but essentially <laughs> dead. Yeah. It's still, it's ingrained in my memory that workout. Um, and I continued for there. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's different with natural stones. I mean, I've got young clients just now, and you talk about men suffering, and I quite often talk about it, but not just for guys, but for all kids and, and teenagers transitioning into these next phases of life yeah. as the brain continues to develop and stuff like that and the hormones start continue to develop. It's really, really tough for them with media. So I've been bringing these boys intentionally now to the stones because it's different. Like with a barbell, these guys aren't really interested in heavy weightlifting. Right. Do you know what I mean? They're not really interested in it, so they're just not going to get out of a barbell that raw physical connection that they that they strive for, that they really want, but they don't know that they want it. Yep. Um, so to rip that, well, to rip a heavy weight off of the, the ground where a barbell takes, I would say, a bit more time, shall we say? Yep. A bit more structured. But when you stand in front of a stone, it doesn't have to be a heavy stone. It can just be a tricky stone. Yep. Like that go-go stone I've got at the gym, it's only 98 kilos. Well, I mean, that's super heavy for me. I'm like 62 kilos. Right. But it's really awkward. You know, it's an awkward bugger to get the balance of and stuff like that. It's, you know, if you're a big beast and you can just, I mean, you would just be able to rip it off the ground and probably shoulder it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as soon as you got the balance of it initially. You know, I'm dare say it can just be muscled up by some of the monsters, but especially for someone like me, or most of the stones I've got there are intentionally, they're not round and, and nice and smooth and, you know, well balanced. They're all iffy and tricky. So there's something there for all of them. Sure. Now, when they get, and I explain this to them, because it's like a metaphor for life as well, it's about the journey. It's not necessarily about getting it on your shoulder but it's about what you go through to get there and that's condensed you know so like me going to lift the dinnies you can get that that it's the same thing as that but condensed in five minutes oh yeah you know and they can get more out of just essentially playing with that stone and of course i always enter them into it with the mentality of you can't fail as long as you're trying when it comes to stone exactly because it's it's like it can be natural stone certainly because it can be like a little puzzle, and every one of them and it it may differ. One of them the the week after, yep, I, I had him, and he he went through it. He fell over and everything. You know, he did brilliant. Like he was a he had a proper grueling uh, experience to get it up to stand up with it. Sorry, um, you know, the week later he, he was in a job. <laughs> 
you know, I'm not saying that 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 was the cause of it, but you know, it couldn't have hurt, hurt because he felt no. good after it because he knew he'd achieved. You know, it was tough and it didn't feel tidy, but I was like, this is the point. It's, you're, it's not like you just step up. This is how you grip the bar. This is how you set your body. Now, now drive, basically. Save yeah. For well, the stone, there's just, it's more of a journey. Yeah. You, and, and but you, in a smaller, more compact way that they can enjoy and more in the moment. You know, there's a lot more in the moment enjoyment to, to the natural stones. And it's one of the things I love about it and why I'll always lift natural stones. I was speaking to one of the gym members the other day about it, and he was saying, you know, I'm not really into the stones the way you are. I was like, well, I'm not into them the way that a guy like Martin is. Right. And I probably will never be. I won't specialise, but, you know, like I, was, I want to go and visit the Puterich stone because it's about my size. It's 100 kilos, and there's a great history behind it, thanks to a big shout-out to James Graham, thanks to his site, the I think it's the old man of the stones. Yeah, the old man of the stones, yep. Yeah, thanks to his site, which is great information as well uh, as Martin's. Between those two, you're, you're pretty much covered for information on the, the, the Scottish stones, where to find them and what's behind them. But it's got a great history anyway. So I, I would be happy with that. You know, I'm small. I'm not that interested in being able to shoulder a 120-kilo Inverstone. Right. You know? No, well, I understand. But you know, they're good for me, but... The, you know the stones will remain for the reasons I've explained. It teaches people how to enjoy physicality in a moment and really get something from it, even when you you would think there was nothing. Right. And you know also, like I say, that the, the smaller philosophy of that that they can apply to their life, you know, in, in greater format to their life. Um, even if it's in a way saying I feel good after that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And another thing, too, which always, like, flipped me out about stones was this. You work for however long and wherever you're going to go. And I don't know, I don't like people all the time with their, well, there's no guarantees in life. Well, if that's the way you're going to think about everything, you're going to have massive setbacks to me is you go out and guarantee what you want for your life you don't worry about what others do what others tell you or anything like that you can take advice Uh from good people that have succeeded with what you do but when it comes down to it it's going to be you standing over that stone and you're going to decide is it coming up off the ground or not or as we talk with the Denny's you got two rings you you know that you've got to pull up front and back but this is my point. I like to, I like to flip them. It's just to, to quickly interview. I like the, this, this. You touched on something there that I, I quite like because the no guarantees things is something I usually flip on its head when yeah. people are yep. essentially being negative normally. Yep. About that. Well, there's no guarantees, is there? As in, there's always light. Yeah. So it's a way I kind of like to flip that. Yeah. Sorry, Eric. Sorry. No, that's fine. But my whole point of the matter is this, and you hit it right. You know, the hammer to the anvil, and this is it. The quality from anything you do, especially with stones, because it is definitely a primal thing we all did at one time, or we're doing now, or we'll do in the future. The benefit of all this physical culture we're talking about tonight is this. When you understand it, when you... um basically just 
burn it into your subconscious mind, great things are going to happen to you everywhere. And I can't make this plainer to everyone. When you're feeling good, when you're feeling confident, when you have a deep belief within yourself, things are going to happen, people are going to say things. But I said this, I think, either offline or in the beginning of the show. Even if it happens, you're going to dismiss it very quickly. Why? Because through physical culture, how you think, what you want to accomplish, what you're doing is, it's like writing a book. You know, if people spent as much time thinking about what they want to do and going out and doing it, it's one thing to think that's great, but you must take action. If more people thought and acted like that, just think how much happier they would be. Because, look, you go out and spend three grand on an iPhone, big deal, all right? Go out and spend, I don't know, go out and buy some sandbags. Go down to the river and get a few river stones. Bring them to wherever you are. Train alone or with a friend of yours. And I'm telling you right now, within a month's time, if you're diligent and you think about it, you won't recognize yourself anymore. Why? It gives you the ability to change. And change in a very positive perspective. Because look... I don't care who you are, guy or girl. Nobody wants to go out and get their face kicked in every time they touch a sandbag or a stone. Nobody. I don't care who you are, what the world tells you, whatever. What you are doing when you lift these objects, you are connecting to your soul. Your soul. And in your soul comes your beliefs. Belief, you can categorize it any way you want, whether it's in God, could be the Bible, could be uh, Mickey Mouse, whatever it is. But what ends up happening here is this creates a whole new human being. And don't sit back and say, I can't do it. You know why? Because every one of you out there, whether you've been told this or not, you're unique. There's only one of you. There's only one Eric. There's only one Douglas. Okay, We can share the same things we like or don't like, but there's only one of us. And with that, you have a responsibility in life to be the very best you can be. And this is why I stress the power of physical culture. It's a lifestyle. It's the way you live. It's the standard. It's the things you go after. And by God, you go after them with fury with fury and no matter what happens you've taught yourself to resolve it or it will resolve itself emotionally physically and spiritually i know that might sound like heavy stuff to most people and maybe this just flew right over your head but the only way if you're really interested in doing this and learning it and becoming it is you're gonna have to be willing to accept a lot of setbacks in life. What do I do to change that setback? I made another triumph. I'm happier in hell. I can't wait two days from now to go out and lift another stone. This is what it's all about. And when you can come to that realization, I'm telling you, everybody, men, women, and children, 
your life will be better than anything you've ever read, seen, or heard. Because I know how much people admire, not everyone, but success. And we envy these big strength athletes. And we envy people out in business. And we envy maybe the lady down the street that's a nurse and works 15 hours a day and makes people happy and has helped people that were dying right in front of them. That's what I'm talking about. If you're going to be non-committal in your life, you're going to have a very unhappy life. Go ahead, brother. Take it away. Hi. A few, well, really just one main point that connects to everything you said there uh, that I wanted to touch on, Eric, uh, is the verbiage, is the try. It's like you say, "Don't try. we don't try, we succeed. Right. All right. So, you know, eliminating or changing words and the the verbiage that you use is very important. Mm -hmm. So coming back to the lad that that trains with me, one of them, the one I said got the job the week later. A little a little bit more of that that really is is good for a as good for applying to this is that try is a word that he used a lot. Yeah. Try, try, try. This is another reason I took him out to the to the stones to give them the philosophy of you know essentially you, if you're trying you're doing or if you keep trying and you try enough then what you're actually doing is doing exactly. <laughs> you know so you're not it's you know that's the difference it's, it, it would always try but it would keep saying oh i, I try i'm trying i'll stop saying that because you're doing it yeah. you are doing to teach that the stones that like as long as you're you're having a crack at it yep you're doing it, you're continually learning, you might not even get off the ground this time, but you might find the balance, or you might get your stance right, or, you know, that type of thing. So, you are doing, and it's to understand that, so it can apply that philosophy, like you're talking about, in in the greater spectrum of life, that, you know, take, uh, take joy out of the fact that you're trying, don't beat yourself up for it, and change it to, well, I'm not trying, I'm doing you know, yeah. simple as that. It's just a case of you want to choose maybe a little more carefully what it is, try, and you put that energy into, you know, that work within, as we spoke about in the last podcast a while ago. Yeah. The work within. You know, we spoke quite in depth about that. And then about language and what it means and its origins. So, yeah, changing words like try, yep. or at least not holding on to that word for too long and then changing it into something else is, is very important for, for your mental approach, not just to lifting stones, but to to, to light. Yeah, you know, yeah, totally. For sure. Look at Absolutely. Um, and we'll, we'll do a couple more things and we'll wind up the show, but here's the deal. These are, these are fundamental things that should be taught, and they're not taught. And we know... Right now, it's it's very amazing and very interesting, the verbiage that's coming out of the world all over, the things that people are concerned with, which they can't change it if they wanted to, um, the alliances people have that's probably not going to work out. It's almost like you can hear certain things, and you know, well, this isn't going to happen for them. There's no doubt about it. I would be more of the likelihood, obviously, 
to be like the salmon, even though they end up getting eaten by the Kodiak bear. Um, sometimes you have to swim upstream to find out what is there at the very end of the rope. All right, because the way I look at everything is this. A lot of times I'll do the complete opposite of what people do. Is it intentional? Probably not, because what I've created within myself now through so much change is, you know, you always hear people say, well, that little voice inside. Don't dismiss that. Listen to it. Because chances are that's going to be your guide. Now, I know a lot of people don't listen to it or can't hear it because they have layers of garbage on top of each other. And it's very hard to sift through 10 years, 20 years, 30 years or more of that negativity. Now, I've already said what we do here about that. But it's like Douglas with the stones, me with the stones, me wanting to come over to multiple places and meet multiple people. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to commit. And it might just not happen the way you want it to. But once you keep building that momentum that I was talking about, that big snowball coming down the mountain, what happens? A small snowball turns into something the size of a house and keeps going. And that's what you got to do. No matter what circumstances no matter what people are telling you, no matter whether they're behind you or not, or they're giving you the same old concern everybody else does, you know, why do you want to go there? You got hurt once. Do you want to do that again? Et cetera, et cetera. And this is what Chris and I were talking about today. Once you pull that link, whatever it is, once you turn on the DNA, um, that big connection, you know, I remember touching stones, and the first thing I would think about, who's been here before me? Who else wrapped their DNA around the stone? Very important to me. You know, like when I went to Iceland, I knew a few people who did it. But the idea here is, let me tell you the excitement, and Douglas, I'll send it to you, and we can wrap up. Um, It's, you know, Douglas talked about the voyage. Let me tell you something. And I've said it before, but people love to hear it. When you get on that plane, Iceland Air, it's out the window at that point. You've either prepared and you're ready for it or you're not. Okay, because you can't go back home. You land in Iceland, whatever, whomever you're with or whomever you're meeting or if you're on your own, and you're going to Husafell. You park that car, man, and there's the reality right there. You know, depending on where the stone was dropped, you might see it, you might not. But you will see that sheep pen. And when you drive in that driveway, you know, the first thing you'll notice from the road when you're there is the one-room steeple church, and you'll see the cross. And if it's sunny, that cross will literally blind you. It's beautiful. And when you drive in there, And you see that sheep pen to the left. And you pull straight ahead. And I would tell you first to go check the church out. And Sonori Bjornsson's grave is right next to it. His um, ancestor will probably be there too. It's always nice to knock on the door and tell him you're there. He's quite a nice guy. 
when you walk up though and I'm giving you a visual you'll see all the stone carvings from that gentleman and by the way he's lifted the Husafel many times but the one that will capture you right away as you're going up to the sheep pen is this rock is gigantic and one side of it is carved out of Sonori Bjornsson's face now reality smacks you right in the face. You're here. What are you <laughs> gonna what are you gonna do? What are you going to do? Are you gonna go after that thing with the fury you've been building up? Or are you gonna let something like that take you out? And I will tell you firsthand, that stone is huge. It's intimidating if you let it. And I'll tell you right now, it could break your arms right off you literally or kill you if it ever hit you on the foot or the leg or maim you up pretty good. But I want to I'm going to end on this point. All of this stuff are things we should all be doing. You don't have to go and lift a 418 pound stone. That's not what I'm saying. But you should physically build upon yourself in every which way, mentally, physically, spiritually. And my feeling is I believe weights have their place. They have to be. They're, they're amazing what you can do, and you do need them. But the thing like Steve Jack used to say, you know, weights are made to be lifted, but a stone is defiant. Remember that. Yeah. I will leave that there. Douglas, um, summarize whatever you want. Give out your info. I will give mine, and obviously we'll be getting you on much more. Um, and it's great to have you back, but lay it out, brother. Yeah, it's been a pleasure as always, Eric. Especially to talk about about the stones. Um, you know that was a great little quote there from Steve Jack. Oh yeah, so many of them. Oh yeah, what a guy was. What a guy. Um, I recommend Cavalian or however you pronounce it, the pen slab. Yeah, Cavia Helen, uh, they call it. Cavia Helen. Yep. <laughs> there they go. Um, yeah, fantastic wee documentary. But. You know, not much more to say, or, well, if there was, it would be, like, another half hour, hour, <laughs> you know. It's, like, like one o'clock here, and you, you've, you've been working hard today, so I'll just wrap up with a with the bullet point of, essentially, what I've been getting at with, through the medium of stones, is, you know, focus on the journey and not the destination. Yep. It's a little bit counterintuitive with folk about focusing that goal, focusing that goal, but really, yeah, no, I feel that, that, that's, that if you focus on the journey and not the destination, but obviously you set the goal and you've got the time, right? So now you can put that to the side and focus on the journey and you, you won't ignore the details, you know, because it's the, the devils in the details. Yep. You don't, you don't have to be doing anything complicated at the end of the day. Um, picking and what lift two big heavy stones off the ground you know oh yeah uh, so that it doesn't have to be complicated but the devil is in the details so yeah focus on the journey not the destination would be my, my bullet point for that that probably a lot of people will disagree with but it's <laughs> all right fine. they can disagree yeah. what um yeah. douglas give give us your websites and everything too brother yeah um one the the, only, the the website is mainly the gym website. There is other information on there and some links to link to my blog maybe of interest to people, which I think I'm going to start putting stuff back in. I'm currently putting a bit of time into writing one about judgment and judging others. 
uh, because I'm not liking the verbiage of how that's going just now with people. It's really, yeah, so I'm writing something about that. So you'll find that at functional-living.co.uk. That's my kind of main website. Uh, the only, the other thing I would say is that I'd probably get you to change the the intro to to the to the start as well because I you know I specialise a lot in rehabilitation yep. and stuff like that and obviously the the psychological aspects um, as well as all the the physicality and the strength training and all that kind of stuff but really that comes next with most of the people that I work with. So, yeah, and as far as powerlifting, you know, I started when I was 13. I've always jumped in and out of it, but I wouldn't call myself an expert, uh, you know, but I certainly know how to teach it. That's, but I'm not brilliant at it because I don't practice it all the time. So I wouldn't call myself an expert in that. If anybody wants to get a hold of me, because, I mean, if you do follow me on Facebook and you've been wondering, because you will see posts of me talking about it occasionally and I'm not hamming things up, you know, these are the results that we get. Uh, I've been really enjoying your podcast with Gareth Denyer. Thanks, brother. Uh, quite quickly becoming one of my favourite guests because the man is the man's uh, really clued up and some of the stuff he talks about is brilliant and it sounds very akin to what I do or yep. what he's working with athletes. Yep. Uh, you know, but it sounds like we work the same way. We have the same work within, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome to hear. Um, so if people are interested, they can get a hold of me through Facebook, no problem, or through the website. There's the email there, which is just functionalliving at hotmail.com. You know, I can do the, the, the rehabilitation stuff and mobility work. I can really help people out with through Skype now. Uh, over a, yeah. I've, I've rehearsed it a few times. I've done a few, a few free ones just to, to hone the technique. But yeah, I've discovered that I can do a lot of that via Skype as well now. So I can do it anywhere in the world. But anyway, we will finish up there. That's enough. Okay. Um, for one just, shot, isn't it? Well, it's a great show. Just to let you yeah. know, the show we did with Gareth today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's called, well, obviously, A Diamond in the Rough Volume 3. But what we hit upon very hard was life-changing decisions. It was excellent, man. I mean, every show today is another masterpiece for this company. Um, What I see more than anything now with everybody on here is not only the level of excellence in my guests, my family, but... The common thread seems to be now more than ever is these people and myself, we just want the best for everybody and we want to help you out. Um, That's confidence. That's very little ego in my opinion. And the three of us are going to meet anyways through Skype, you and and, um, myself and um, Gareth very shortly. Um, He's a good guy, man. And he's done great things. And um, like I said to you the other day, we've talked. You know, he said to me flat out, he goes, I'm behind you and with you 100%. And I mean, I believe him because of just the way he is. And for the length of time I've known him, never any BS with him ever. If he says he's going to show up, he's here. Um, If something happens, he notifies me a day day ahead unless it's an emergency. And I understand that. But the thing he brings here is 
He's a very, very knowledgeable guy, and he's a he's a very decent guy. The way he present, you know, and I know he gets on people good too. He's told me, but his presentation, uh, you're not going to walk away from him whether you'd hire him or not. And I'm sure it's the same way with you, shaking your head, say, "Why did I do this?" It's mostly, in my opinion, and you and I are going to have to do a show on this because we did one. We called it today Demolishing Fear with Chris Vaccio, which was incredible. But um, in my opinion, whether you do it or you don't do it, usually if you don't, it's all fear-based. And that's something we can get into for sure. Um, But this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. If there's a show you like Douglas and I do, go out to Fiorello Barbell at NICAP.R.com. Don't forget about... Winners and Champions, Inc. on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Also, too, Prosperity Consciousness. That's investment. If you believe in us and we've helped you out, invest in us. I'm telling you right now, you'll never lose here. Never. Because that's not my way. Also, too, go out to MotivationMuscle.com. Look at all the shows Douglas and I have done. You just hit uh, slash category slash podcast you put Douglas's name in there, and all the shows that we've done will come right up. Also, too, uh, sign up for our free newsletter. Um, also, too, that's at MotivationMuscle.com. Don't forget, sign up for our YouTube uh, channel. Uh, that's Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. And another big thing, invest in M&M. You will not lose, I promise you. Go out and read the brand-new proposal. We put up um, on MotivationMuscle.com. And Douglas was kind enough, obviously, to do all this stuff. Um, and I love the way he did it. My phone number's on there. you got to basically bring your mouse right over it and light it up. Um, I did that because I wanted to talk to you. Um, that way, you know what it does, too? It cuts through the mud, so to speak. Um, you can tell a lot about a person when you talk to them. We want you to come in here and invest in advertising here for the next 30 years. And I promise you, this show is only going to get bigger, bigger, and bigger. I want to reach millions of people. That's the goal. Um, also, too, um, AHA Radio, AHA. That's the directory where you can get Eminem in your car 24-7. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that's it for that. Um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle... Never be afraid to give five words of inspiration. We talked about that. Five words will change your life, good or bad. Uh, As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. That might be all they get. Uh, If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, squat it, pull it, push it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And the great Hoose of Steel Stone Crusher says in blood red, domination. We are domination. We clear-cut the path. We don't follow anyone's. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, who's going to be coming on next month, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of the speakers. It's more like a tidal wave, man, and it's going up stories on a building, floor after floor. It will never end. I mean, I can make this show even more aggressive if I want. But we got a message, man, and that's what it's about. And we don't care about anyone else. You know, we help our own 
anyone that wants to come in here because I feel we're the most authentic words versus show anything. The host, me, Douglas, our family member as our guest, they're all authentic people. And you can smell a rat a mile away. So I don't worry about what the other shows are doing or who's doing what. We're carving our niche. As I said, we don't follow the path. We make it. Remember that. Frank Klein, my greatest college professor in business. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. And winners never quit. My pop. Be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge. My greatest chiropractor ever. He'd walk every patient in the door. It didn't matter how busy it was. And he'd say two simple words that will put a grin on your face. Keep smiling. Say those two words when something bad has happened to you. It'll do a mind shift right away. Keep repeating it. Keep repeating it. Um, Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming. We're not going to kick your door in. We'll blow the roof right off your house. Be a part of the family. Stick with us for the next 30 years. Push these podcasts out everywhere. Tell people. I'm telling you right now, we need you and you need us. And before I sign off with Douglas, speaking of the great Steve Jack, and I've been reading this for about a week now, it's of Stones and Strength, Steve Jack and Peter Martin, both of them who have left us in a physical sense. And this is about the inverse stone. Rest while you can. Enjoy each night you sleep in the mud. Cherish the blanket of highland grass. That until now has kept you warm and safe. For in a couple of moons I'll be calling. Steve Jack. As I say on every show, if that isn't telling you something about life, then I don't know what is. And I want to also tell everybody, don't forget about Gareth Denyer. Um, Volume number three will be up Monday. Go out and check him out and get working with him. You can go out to um, hcpbarbell.com slash contact. That will place you right in there. You can also get a hold of him through Facebook and many other mediums of social media. But I would try those two first, obviously. But this guy here will have a great confidential discussion with you. And I would tell you to explore every avenue with him if that's what you truly want to do. Don't waste his time at all. And he won't waste yours either. So get on the uh, get on the social media or go right to his website and talk to him. Douglas, smoking show. Always an honor. Great to have you on, sir. Thank you. Absolute pleasure, Eric. Speak to you again soon. Yes, sir. So, as I always say, your life is asking from something from you. It's not the other way around. Participate. Get involved. And I'm telling you right now, your life will change always for the better. You're all winners and champions and unstoppable. No one came into this world a loser, and neither did you. Do not associate with people like that. Get away from them. Rebuild from the inside out. So for Douglas Graham, this is Eric Fiorello. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. And I promise you, we will talk to you soon. Have good times, everyone. Think good thoughts. Thanks, everyone. And we will talk to you next week. 
Hello, our FBC and M&M family, and I had talked about another big announcement, and I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, Motivation Muscle, obviously, we've been working on a bigger and bigger network for the last year or so, and I'm pleased to tell everyone that Douglas Graham, who's a big part of this uh, universe here, this company, who's part of our new group called The Electric Mind, um, is going to be doing... He'll be representing Motivation Muscle Radio over at the gathering on August 5th. Now, we are doing things, obviously, with Stevie Shanks, Charlie Oliphant, and Martin Janzix. So, Douglas has complete, um, let's put it this way, there's nobody he can't speak to. He can get in through these gentlemen we have spoken to him. It's all in the works. And this will be the first of many abroad, shy, basically filming and interviewing different participants that are in these different meets, obviously. And this is huge. And Douglas deserves it. I have full um, confidence in his abilities. And he is representing Motivation Muscle this weekend. And obviously, with the help of Stevie, Martin, and Charlie, and I thank those gentlemen for all they do, and this is all going to be part of some big things down the road with the Electric Mind Network. Um, And there's going to be positions down the road where we are going to invite people in. This is going to be a group of people that we are forming an indestructible company that is basically running through the platform of motivation and muscle. So there's going to be more on it, but that is the announcement. I am very pleased. Douglas is an exceptional man, and his show's going up today. I felt this was a great time to put it on the tail end of his podcast because he means so much to so many people, and especially to me. Um, He's going to be the first person to ever represent motivation and muscle other than me and i can think of no other that is up for the job so stay tuned for some great interviews stay tuned for some great filming and get ready because the electric mind has now begun fully starting this sunday thanks everybody and if you see douglas there go up and meet him meet him meet him meet him we want to meet you too Um, it's going to be great. This is what I've always wanted to do, and we're going to keep getting this show bigger, bigger, and bigger. So, say hello to Douglas. Stay tuned, because there's going to be more to come. Thanks, everyone, and I'm so glad you're all part of the FBC and M&M family. We will talk very soon. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.